Welcome to the Rush Hour. Your daily dose of pop culture and entertainment news for your Rush Hour ride. Work sucks, but your commute doesn't have to. Buckle up and enjoy the drive with your host, stand-up comedian and power recapper, Dave Neal. Oh, hello, everybody. Good morning. Happy February 1st, 2024. Oh, boy, I got to tell you, we got a lot of entertainment news to get to. We've got a lot of Bachelor content from breakups to makeups to advice from both broken up couples and advice (laughs) from... Couples that are seemingly doing very well. That's right. I've got Maddie Pruitt giving you advice from the ripe old age of 24. Things she wished she knew when she was 20. I've also got uh, Jason Tartik on uh, Savannah Chrisley's podcast. Chrisley, Chrisley, who cares? And I've got what he has to say about his uh, breakup. She asked some questions there that uh, will be some things we've heard before, but I'm sure some new things as well. And then we have Rachel Lindsay. That's right. Rachel Lindsay finally begins to share what she's going through. These will for sure be featured YouTube videos today. I'll give you guys a snippet, enough to get you through the ride, but then we'll continue from there. A little Super Bowl talk as well. All right, but first things first, we've got Lala Kent from Vanderpump Rules. Have you guys been following Vanderpump Rules? Of course, uh, Reality Steve called it basically the hills for people in their 30s, which, I mean, that's what it is. That is what it is. People leading debaucherous lives as the rest of us just watch from the comforts of our weighted blanket. Well, Lala in the season premiere of Vanderpump Rules actually sends a voice note to Raquel, aka Rachel Levis, uh, basically saying, hey, I know it sucks being the other women, uh, the other woman, but, um, you know, I hope you're okay. That after several months earlier, kind of blasting her when it was convenient to, when it was that uh, gladiator moment there on the reunion, just, you know, out there in their mini dresses, just yelling at each other. Well, now Lala Kent says during the premiere that she would not have reached out to Raquel Levis if she knew about the planned tell-all interview, which, by the way, I think is ridiculous. Uh, I I think it's ridiculous that anybody on these reality TV shows think they have some sort of, I don't know, monopoly over content. You know, people say, oh, she should go move on with her life and do something else. And then when Raquel starts a podcast, they go, oh, she's got her own podcast. It's like, you you have a podcast too. Like, why why is your story any more interesting than hers? And I don't even say this as a Raquel fan. It's just funny to see how some people will, uh, you know, try to hold hostage that of which they've discovered. Oh, the world of podcasting, real groundbreaking, as if this hasn't been going on for a long time. Either way, Hannah Khan from Us Weekly caught up with Lala Kent. Let's have a listen to what she had to say. We see that you're the first to reach out to Rachel. Yeah. Do you have any regrets about that? Um, I I would not have reached out to her had I known that the Bethany Frankel podcast was going to happen. I thought that this girl was like just wanting to go and live in a small town, work in a cubicle, and just fade into the background. And I eh, bullshit. I'm calling it. See, exact. This is exactly what I said. Lala was gonna say, which oh, I thought she just wanted to fade into oblivion. How about she wanted to share her side of a story after Bravo shared, you know, the their side. And again, it doesn't mean she's innocent, but maybe she feels like in some ways or another, she's the victim of of some sort of situation. I know. Look, guys, I know. I know. We can hate Raquel all we want. I understand that. But for Lala to get upset that Raquel wanted to do a long form interview, 
I'm sorry, you don't get to control that. Thought, you know what, if that's the life she wants, I want her to know things happen and I hope that you can live peacefully and not wear this. Um, and then the podcast came out with Bethany and I was like, and I'm very grateful that you did not respond. And then I'm like, the universe had my back again. It is wow. wild to me. Right? Yeah. I'm so protected. We all are. <laughs> Lala goes, it's it's wild to me, right? And then the reporter's like, yeah. I don't, I don't, does anybody agree with Lala here? That, that, like, so, so Lala wanted to reach out to Raquel, but on her terms, mind you, Lala reaches out to Raquel Three months after the reunion, when they pick cameras back up for season uh, for season eleven, episode one, so it's not like it was done off camera. No, it was done on camera. It was performative, and that's exactly what Raquel actually said on Instagram today. She said, "No, none of this counts." She said, "I stand by what I said in my interview with Bethany Frankel regarding Lala reaching out to me, discussing this and more on the Rachel Goes Rogue podcast." Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't care if you like people or hate people. You could be the biggest Dave Neal fan or the biggest Nick Vial fan, or you could hate Chris Harrison. Everyone's entitled to start their own podcast and people can decide to listen or not. Lala kick rocks. The second you can like wholeheartedly believe that the universe is going to protect you, Mm -hmm. men who are bad ghost you, Raquel Levis don't respond to your DM. I know. Mm -hmm. Wild. (laughs) That is wild. Do you have thoughts on her podcast, Rachel Goes Rogue? I have not listened to it. Um, I heard bits and pieces from the first through people and then the second, which I heard that she said Tom Schwartz knew the whole time. I think she is entitled to have her voice heard. We have all been able to have our voices heard on some platform. She deserves that. Even- hey, okay, okay. I take back what I said about Lala. She agrees with me that Raquel uh, is entitled to have her voice heard. Wild. I didn't realize Schwar- she claims Schwartz knew the whole time. If I don't listen to it or I think it's a stupid move and she should have come back to Vanderpump, you know what? The bitch should collect the bag. The rest of us have, right? So... In the premiere, she said the bitch should collect the bag the rest of us have. And now the reporter heads over to Ariana Maddox. Lala reached out to Rachel and she did tell you about it. But do you feel like there was a shift in your friendship after that? No. No. Okay. Yeah. Happy to hear that. Yeah. I didn't think that was like weird or anything. Yeah. There it is. Ariana doesn't care. (laughs) All right. Well, let's move it on. I've got a little bit of an NFL story that's going to make you smile and some simple travel tips from a comedian. You're going to love listening to this and so much more. All of that right after the break. You know, I'm so happy to be a first-time homeowner. I feel like I'm being, I don't know, maybe uh, hazed into the home ownership. My water heater went out. That's right, on day nine, the hot water is no longer. And yesterday, we called the gas people because um, we couldn't get our fireplace started. And they were able to get the fireplace started, but then said, there's a gas leak. Uh, <laughs> what's going on, Tennessee? Where are you? Come on. No, uh, I'm still grateful. Hey, look, these are the responsibilities that, you know, so there I am. I got, I got a wet knee because I'm out there kind of fixing and flopping around with my water heater. Uh, one company said they can't repair it until Friday, but imagine, imagine we wait till Friday. I'm recording this Wednesday night, right? So, oh yeah, sorry. Behind the, uh, behind the curtain of, uh, of Oz here. Yeah, that's right. I record this early. I don't wake up at 3am for you monsters. So imagine they come on Friday afternoon, say it's broken and then can't come back to the following 
following week. Let me tell you something. I got a pregnant wife. She needs a hot bath. So I'll give you guys an update on the Watergate scandal of the hot water heater no longer working. Some people say maybe, okay, hold on, you know, whenever I, uh, you know... Some people say maybe Jane Doe snuck into the garage and broke the hot water heater. Uh, this and more on today's Patreon. No, I'm kidding, of course. Uh, I don't think she broke it, but hey, maybe she's got friends in the plumbing industry. Either way, on today's Patreon, I'm going to have a lot of fun at noon central time. Uh, we are going to put together what our dream docu-series would look like for Clayton's documentary. So assuming we had creative control, we're going to see what a six or eight episode framework would look like. Episode one would be, you know, the Sun article coming out. Episode three, Chase J. Jones, you know, so we're going to put that together. You guys can be a part of it. Again, it's all it's all in good fun. We don't actually plan on um, uh, having this be any creative uh, directive. We're going to take, this is what I like to call a little bit of the fan fiction. Now, there is an actual documentary in the works, multiple documentaries documentaries actually. No, not everyone gets made, but um, this of course is just us uh, flexing around. All right, Nick Boza from the 49ers uh, approached Brock Purdy, the quarterback, and said, bro, the fact that you are doing this blows my mind. Did you think you'd be this good? This after they made it to the Super Bowl. Have a listen uh, to them celebrating. So the fact that you just are doing this... It's my mind, all of us, bro. Yeah. All of us. It's crazy. Did you think you'd be this good? I think I've asked you this before. Oh, that's okay. I know, but did you, like, how much confidence did you have? Because I was the second pick in the draft, and I lacked confidence. I just part about the game, but... Oh, dude. I met your brother. There it is. And then they hug it out. That's repressed male energy, unable to take a compliment. And then they hug it out like strong men that they are. No, hey, look, that's great. This is what we love about the Super Bowl people living their dreams. You know, some people as rookies, some people as veterans finally getting the shot at the big dance. Uh, either way, how exciting for the Super Bowl as we lead up to that big day. Speaking of the Super Bowl, my Super Bowl is reading Maddie Pruitt um, Instagram statements. So she makes a video again, which is just her sort of, you know, I don't know, on on, on her nice probably $10,000 couch, you know, reading a book she wrote. She reads her own books, folks. Uh, and this is what she wrote. And oh, she edited it. So maybe maybe she changed it a little bit. She said, let's be real. Life isn't going like you thought it would. And you can't help but feel deep inside. It isn't supposed to be this way. Because goodness, we have a lot of ideas and thoughts about what our lives should look like. We come up with masterful great plans and ask God to bless it. Then when it doesn't turn out as planned and expected, we are crushed. How could God not give me everything I want when I want it? Mind you, she married a billionaire son at 24. I She, she continues... I always thought I was going to be married by the age of 21. By the way, did you just steer off the road? Somebody steer back. Whoever's the passenger seat of listening to this driving with this uh, Bachelor Rush Hour, uh, steer the car back out of the ditch in case you actually lost your breakfast listening to this. I always thought I was going to be married by the age of 21. Why, why get married so late, Maddie? Come on, 21, you're practically dead. She said, start having kids by the time I was 22. 
I pictured a small town life, a white picket fence, and maybe even some dogs. Yet my life looked more like watching rom-coms and crying myself to sleep at 24. When all my friends were married and life went according to their plan, yet my plans and dreams were left unfulfilled and felt further away than ever. By the way, I have I have uh, underwear older than 24. Like, what is she talking about? She continues. So I felt defeated, confused, and frustrated with God. I, dang you, God! How dare you sire me a child by the age of 20? You can't even rent a car yet, Maddie. Chill out. She said, I so badly thought I knew what was best for me. I had my whole life planned out just the way I wanted it. But that's the thing. It was just how I wanted it. At the time, I paid no mind to what God wanted for me. He wanted you to wait till you were 25. <laughs> One day, a friend reminded me, a friend who was married, by the way, of Isaiah 55, 9, that God's ways are higher than mine. Ouch, the truth I needed but didn't want to hear. I wanted things my way. I wanted God to fit my box and make all of my dreams come true. I finally said, okay, God, I let go. Your will, your way. I'll follow your lead. What's crazy is that circumstantially, not a lot changed for a while, but in my heart, nothing stayed the same. As I came to the end of me, like Matthew 10, 39 talks about, I truly found me. As I let go of what I wanted life to look like, I found life. Meanwhile, God was leading me down the exact path I was supposed to be on all along, the path towards a billionaire's son. Oh, I added that part. And I wouldn't trade that. That for the world, pay higher taxes. So this is, <laughs> I don't think the middle class should pay higher taxes. I just think we should live in a world where if you are worth a billion dollars, be more like a Dolly Parton and give some of that money away. You know what I mean? Oh, he gives it away. He donates to, you know, governors and stuff. All right. Embrace it, she says. <laughs> and then she goes, just because your life looks different than maybe you thought it would at this age doesn't mean it's wrong. In fact, you're exactly in this place on purpose and for a purpose. Embrace it. For more, order my book, Maddie Pruitt Learns Life. <laughs> I added that part. But she did say, for more, order my book, The Love Everybody Wants, at the link in my bio. Jade Roper responded, or it's another day to realize love is an inherent right in your present life, that love is what is here for you from within. We don't have to do anything to receive love. Love is waiting for us right from within us if we are open to it. Just another... POV. Maddie then responds, totally. I believe all love is rooted in God's love. I love the POVs to speak to different struggles, doubts, and lies we often believe and feel. No, no offense to Maddie. I'm not saying she doesn't have her own set of struggles. Everyone has a set of struggles, but it's very hard. It must be very hard to write a self-help book when your greatest struggle is you didn't get married at 21 and have kids at 22 and you ended up marrying a billionaire son and you guys live com comfortably and you get paid a lot of money to speak to me. Look, I mean, guys, that's not me being bitter. That's just me as a 38-year-old hag going, oh my gosh, Maddie must have pissed off a lot of 30-something women. Must have. Must have. What do I know? All right, folks. Here we have Jennifer Hudson's show, Joey G on the show. Let's have a listen. She has the prettiest mouth, but shoes with her mouth open. Mm. Pretty smile's big. Right? It's big. Chewing with the mouth open. I feel like we could fix that, though. I could tell her, like, hey... Let's stop chewing with our mouth. <laughs> Is that how you would say it? I, I think I'd do it a little nicer, but I think we could find a way around that. So pretty smile is important. Ah! So the question is whether it's a match for him and they have tennis rackets up. They're playing the old tennis pro game. She's independent, but still lives with her parents. How is she independent? Mm. 
Yeah, that, that, that doesn't go hand. I'll, I'll say this. I am living with my, my sister currently. Uh, really eligible as a bachelor. I'm living with my sister. But okay. I have my own room, and I think it's just a time in your life. And hopefully, okay. when oh we God. would be together, we would get our own place. So I'm going to go again. It's a match. She wants you to wake up with her at 5 a.m. every morning. So you're not doing that, but you're taking everything else. I like my sleep. I like my sleep. I don't think I could do 5 a.m. I don't think I could do it. Okay, she has a great sense of humor, but is bad at returning texts. Mm, That says nothing about phone calls, so I'll go match. Maybe she's better at phone calls and not texts. I like how open I'm finding a way around it. Sense of humor is important. Okay, I see you, Joey. Okay. She's very honest, but tells her friends about your intimate moments. Mm. Whoa. Now, I don't know about this, Joey. Girl talk's a real thing. We'll go to Mac. Girl talk. Let it happen. Okay. I'm confident. Yeah, it's a match. We're good. All right, so there it is. I, I never knew I would love the pairing of Joey Grazaday. Am I pronouncing that right? With Jennifer Hudson. But uh, match made in heaven. All right, I, I don't know if I've got enough time for all of my stories this morning. Well, whatever I don't get to today, we'll cover on the back end. Let's do this. Let's regroup real quick, take a quick break, be back right after this. All right, why wait any longer? Let's get into what Rachel Lindsay had to say regarding her upcoming divorce, her pending divorce from ex, ex, ex-husband, ex Brian Abasolo. Here she is on her Higher Learnings podcast. Have a listen. Uh, before I go, Rachel, check in. How are you? How are things? I'm okay. I've been, I mean, you know, sh- stronger every day. I, um... But I still have moments. It's such a roller coaster. I uh, was in Aspen with the girls, which I podcasted from. And I, did I say I went skiing for the first time? Did I say oh, that? You, oh, let's talk about this. You went skiing for the first time. I've never been skiing. I've just have been against it. It's never been appealing to me. I think it's terrifying. And the last minute, my girl, I let my girls talk me into it. I decided to book a private lesson where I could be taught, never put on skis before anything. So this is what she needs. She needs to find like a hot ski bro who's like, let's go shred some pow. You know what I mean? That's what she needs. Now, does she say anything else regarding uh, the breakup or does she just say getting stronger by the day? I hate to tease this, but you're going to have to stick around. We'll have more about that during the YouTube today, and we'll cover it also on the afternoon podcast. I, I seriously don't know the answer to that, but it sounds like that's all she's sharing. And hey, she's probably just ramping up for that tell-all. Now, it's only been a month for her, but it's been over six months or about six months for Jason Tartik. So here's what he has to say regarding his breakup from ex fiance Caitlin Bristow. There are some things that resentment was built and it wasn't worked through. And so, was it resentment on her side, your side, or both? Um, I think, I think both. I think in general, resentment in relationships usually will work in both, yeah. right? So su- suppose it's sparked by one side. Let's just suppose it's sparked by my ex, and then th- then it's very likely that your partner will have resentment because of the resentment that's had. Yeah. And if you don't work through that, you don't work through that, mm-hmm. right? And so I think a lot of things came to fruition that had to be worked through and just they weren't worked through properly in a, in a healthy way, right? And I think this is something that comes up in like every relationship. Mm-hmm. Resentment will build. And I could list my list, you yeah. know, and then your partner or ex could list their list. 
and it's likely those things don't don't align. No. That's what now look, resentment can build up just like sediment builds up in a water heater until it breaks. Uh, but that's what you got to do is you got to flush the resentment. You got to do your gratitude journal. If there is anything you truly resent about someone, like maybe they're all about themselves and dismissive of you, then it's a, a worth having appropriate conversation. But hey, this just happens when you spend a lot of time with somebody. That's why I'm like so against, this is why we broke up. These are the things because of course, my ex will have her perspective on yeah. those things and they're going to be different than that. And if we both agreed on these things, we'd probably still be exactly. together. Exactly, you would still be together. Right? And it's all opinionated hearsay. So I try to, you know, so was stay it just, to that. Was it just the resentment and not having that connection to work through these things? I, I've already said this though, but Caitlin has, Caitlin, Caitlin broke up with me, right? Okay. So that's out there. Bummer. So she um, broke up with you. She broke up with me. We uh, tried to, you know. Jason Tartik plays the victim. No, I'm kidding. I was like, I have a ton Did of respect and care for her. Yeah, kind of. Yes. <laughs> well, I saw, I saw the writing on the wall, you might say. Well, there it is. I mean, uh, you know, good. Qu not a bad question. Again, we're going to have more on this. I know. I don't mean to tease you all. I don't mean to bring you to the edge of your minivan. I know you're hanging out at the front seat of your Toyota Sienna as you sit in traffic. Just let me do me. I will get you there. I will for sure 100% be covering this podcast on YouTube today so you can see his mannerisms. And then we'll also give you guys, if you're just uh, going to listen on you on, uh, on the podcast, we'll give you an update this afternoon. I wanted to share a very funny clip I found, which is called a simple travel hack. Have a listen to this all too serious, not at all satirical take on how to save a few dollars traveling, which by the way, maybe I could use this in my um, uh, legal fund to when I have to fly to Los Angeles uh, as I'm being sued for harassment. Maybe I could save a few pennies here. Have a listen. A better deal. You just got to look close enough. Last month, I had a wedding in Denver, but uh, it's ski season, man. Flights are crazy, right? It's cheaper to fly to LA, so I booked that. Flight takes off, couple hours in, looking out the window, see the Rocky Mountains. What do I do? Shit myself. Start jerking off. Man, it was mayhem. Women were screaming, kids were crying. Everyone had their phones out. Whites, blacks, Latinos, they all wanted a piece of the action. Stewardess begged me to stop, but I pretended to death. Pilot had no choice but to make an emergency landing in, you guessed it, Denver, Colorado. Sure, spent the night in jail, and now I'm on some stupid fucking list, but I saved $142 on my flight. There is always a better deal. Always. folks always a better deal uh appreciate you guys checking this one out and also don't forget we will have a lot of fun content today join me on patreon at noon central time i have a stand-up show tonight in nashville and i've also got mercedes northrup on driving with dave so a very busy day who needs hot water anyway we'll be back later thank you guys so much as always it's dave neal and this is the rush if you enjoyed this episode please leave a five-star review on apple podcasts and if you didn't, don't. Join the free Facebook group, Dave Neal's Community. Got cash? Become a premium member at patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Link in the description below. And don't forget to follow Dave on Instagram at dneals for upcoming stand-up shows. See you tomorrow on The Rush.